0: Hey, what's going on? Greetings, good day, and welcome to the 117th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew ferris and we are joining you here uh, live via the magic of the internet. Uh, we are doing a slightly different recording style today. Hopefully, it all works out for everyone else. Uh, but uh, it's a good time to be... It's finally the summer, I think, here uh, in beautiful downtown Toronto, or beautiful outskirts of Toronto, wherever you want to describe where I live. Uh, and and joining me from a place a little bit further than the outskirts, joining me as always,
1: uh, old reliable,
0: old reliable, Mister Andrew Stoughton. How are you? What are you laughing at? You laughing because I missed my cue?
1: No, I'm laughing because it just the uh, the fade out on this uh, software that we're trying out, giving the old test drive to. Uh, I was uh, I was not ready for it to just completely stop the way that it did. Um, usually, I like to let my fades last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know, get some get a little bit of quiet music under there, and then just slowly subside. But uh, uh, I guess the old Zencaster service uh, did not feel like that's the way we should do it, so uh, I just thought it was abrupt and funny, and here we are. Well, I thought it was, because
0: it was abrupt, I was like, oh, I missed my cue, I'm a, a rank amateur, uh, but I'm not, I'm a professional, and uh, and and for that I, I feel uh, blessed to have grown into this role uh speaking of growing into the blue jays of growing growing into the 2017 season although they can't quite get over the old 500 mark but they're still very much in the thick of things um and now they come to a very important fork in the road so to speak i would say this is a big series this is as big a series as it can happen in june playing a team of equal quality playing their expansion cousins playing a team that's actually uh, going coming into tonight thursday Won five games in a row, looking for number six. um, The Seattle Mariners, who uh, were terrible at the beginning of the year, much like the Blue Jays, and now are playing pretty well, much like the Blue Jays. So it's a bit of a scary series. It would be even scarier uh, were it not for the extreme home field advantage that the Blue Jays often experience their beautiful Safeco field in Seattle. So what we decided to do, um, or I decided to do unilaterally, and then I told Stoughton about it because he would have said no, um, is we reached <laughs> out to the mayor of Va- Vancouver himself. We reached out to the head of the Chamber of Commerce for Vancouver, the head of the Tourism Board of Vancouver, the guy that tweets at people who fly the traffic helicopter, uh, your friend and mine, the first person I ever knew to use Tumblr, Dave Burroughs from Vancouver. Dave, how are you?
2: Finally. Finally on bad.
0: Finally on Burrows all day. We, you, you lobbied early and we uh, promptly, and like with no hesitation, shot you down. But uh, <laughs> here we are, ready to talk about, well, uh, about Safeco Field and the Blue Jays fans in Vancouver and the Lower Mainland and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, I, th- Those are the only things I know. Lower Mainland, Blue Jays in Seattle. Let's go. All
0: right, so Blue Jays in Vancouver, Blue Jays in Seattle, uh, Vancouver, all but taking over the city, all but taking over the stadium. Uh, Mariners fans hate this weekend. They, they loathe it. They they it's they look forward to it on the calendar as a time when they can sell their seats and, and recoup a big bulk of their uh, season ticket expense, but uh, they don't take to it kindly. So, uh, Dave, why don't you tell us, how many times have you been down for a J-Series at Safeco? Uh,
2: at Safeco, eight years. Uh, I would go as a young child as well. My parents or parents' friends would take me, but uh, uh, since Safeco uh eight years in a row that's awesome and and, and let me just say for, for the mariner's fans out there who compl- like they're the biggest babies when you go there like i get it people are taking over your stadium like <laughs> fine whatever i get why you'd be upset every experience i have is them whining complaining trying to start fights so i have no time for them not liking us coming down there
0: See, people who live here in Canada, the part that matters, we're used to that With when back in the day. Because it was real bad with the Red Sox and the Yankees fans that would come and take over.
1: Oh, it was unbelievable. It yeah. was
0: brutal. But, I mean, I don't think it was... I, I hope that we weren't whiny and babyish about it. I,
1: I remember specifically me being whiny and babyish about when Paul Godfrey and the the geniuses, uh, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Elster's brother or whoever the hell was running the, uh, the ticket office decided to sell... Jay's tickets offer them to like Detroit fans or t- or maybe it was Red Sox fans to put to, to put them on sale to those groups uh, ahead of them being on sale to the public for uh, uh, here in Toronto. Uh, I, I found that that was a little bit offensive. I didn't care for that so much, and so yeah, probably was a bit of a baby about that. Not that I'm ever averse to being a, a, a child about things. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I can I can completely understand looking at those. Fucking Mariners fans whining about it and and uh, not giving a shit.
0: But from so so it was was nice we gave them their time. But from uh, it's like a big deal, right? I mean the the stadium, especially since 2015 when they when the Jays, of course, magically became good. um, It's been like an like a huge deal, right? And again, the stadium is just full of people and everyone's having a party and taking over that the the city and making asses of themselves. It sounds great.
2: Yeah, like. like, I, I always like to yeah, you're right. Before 2015, it didn't matter. 80-win 80, 80 teams, you still had 20,000 people. Like, the best way to put it is, like, uh, you have Jays fans from BC, from Alberta, and they only go to one series a year. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get hardcore Jays fans. Like, this happened, this, this, series happens to be on a weekend, but you would get, like, a midweek series. So people are showing up, taking their vacation. So it's, like, the most hardcore of hardcore Jays fans all coming together. And then just getting rowdy at these games. like it's only it's only about 25, maybe 15,000 people uh, in the stadium that are Jays fans, but it sounds like 30, 40,000 people because everyone's amped up. It's It's my favorite it's my favorite baseball experience every year. Like everyone's excited, win or lose, everyone's pumped to finally see like Donaldson, Batista. everyone's just, like batting practice is completely full the players put on a huge show because of that, like, it's the best. It's the best.
0: Well, and, and as Dave will be quick to point out, that uh, British Columbia in particular is definitely like a baseball hotbed. There are the vast majority of uh, professional baseball players from this country uh, come out of that area and the amateur and uh, even semi-pro ranks are swollen with, with players from that part of the world. So, there's a lot of baseball kind of heritage, I guess you could say, and uh, that gets all pent up because they don't get a chance to watch anything big league in the Bush League city of Vancouver. So they have to
2: drive <laughs> to Seattle. I'll, I'll ignore that and go, what is it? It's something like 10 years in a row a team from BC has won the Little League World Series. Like, like BC itself is a very much a baseball, uh, uh, baseball is like a part of the summer. It's definitely the sport. Um, and so you get the Jays out and people are excited and people are, are, are pumped up. And now with, uh, what the Jays have been doing with the Vancouver Canadians, like these are players that we've grown up, uh, watching, right. I've seen, I saw Asuna when he was 18. I saw Sanchez when he was 18. Uh, Pilar, like all these guys, you see Strowman. Uh, Strowman was definitely they.
0: They kind of dangled him right as a bit of a reward. Like Strowman gets goes to Vancouver, and then he he went. Did he go, not go straight to Double A after that? I don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. But
2: no, exactly. But, and he uh, was only there for he was only there for like I think either their playoff run or like two weeks just to be like okay, Strowman went to went to Vancouver.
1: It's important. To think? Mm-hmm. It's something they they seem like they're not going to do. That the I I know. Dave I don't want to get into this I mean right away I guess but uh (laughs) I'm not sure that you're the biggest fan of Mark Shapiro and crew um and I don't think they seem like they have plans for Guerrero and and Bichette and these kind of guys uh to show up in, in in Vancouver uh by the sounds of it I think that seems what you've heard as well right
2: yeah, it doesn't look like it, which is kind of like it's disappointing, but like it kind of makes sense. Uh you don't need them to repeat like the beginning well, yeah, half of yeah, like yeah. whatever, right? Just get they're them in there. already
0: and, uh... playing. They're already playing full season ball. They're not going to go backwards to go to play the short season.
1: What uh, what now. about last year? What about last year?
0: Well, he was he where where, where was he playing last year? Was He's he in, in Bluefield? Blue
1: yeah. That's full yeah. season though, isn't it? No, I think it's short season. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but no one but wants
0: to make he, him he so he depressed. Why do you want to? Be, he's a teenager. Why do you send a teenager to Vancouver? God Almighty! What are you going to do to his poor psyche? Vlad,
2: Vlad knows. Vlad knows what's up. He was. He's born. He's basically Canadian.
0: Right. Basically That's Canadian. True. All right. I, I, I was wondering how long that would take. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but then so uh, again now now of course as the increased interest in the team. Um, did you feel like in the last 2 years, the, especially last year I think was probably the the one that by which they would all be judged, it was kind of like at a fever pitch, like was it taken to the next level in your experience?
2: Yeah, like like it wasn't like oh, oh like this is insane, like it was like it wasn't like double or anything, but it was like noticeably better and it was noticeably like uh, like more people and people like you you had that huge playoff run, you had the Batista bat flip, all that stuff. And then, and then in that series, Batista hits a home run, descended to extras. And it felt like that was our chance to experience that, like, you know, that transcendent like thing live, like, and people were just losing their minds. So, uh, it's definitely gotten more intense. And I think, uh, I'm curious this year in terms of, uh, because they started out so poorly, if uh, people bought in or people didn't, but we'll see.
0: That Bautista home run is pretty great. The the shot from the third, the first base kind of camera well, when mm-hmm. they, they they're looking over towards at him in the right hand batter's box, it's like every single person in the background is a Blue Jays fan, yeah. <laughs> and they're all losing their minds. And he and he gave it a good little trot and everything down mm-hmm. to first base. Uh, like great, uh, and the timing is 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 good too. It always seems like they're there later in the year, things are going pretty well. Uh, so, so what do you then now, Dave? We'll slowly transition away from your resident expert status as person who lives on the west coast. Uh, we could have just got Devang to do this as I think about this in, in oh hindsight. God. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, how do you feel? I mean, the teams obviously they Jays played much better in, in May uh and and now they're kind of sort of do you think they're still in it? do you feel as though the blue Jays are still in the race and in the chase for the playoffs
2: i mean yeah like so i so like, i don't want to get all negative, but I just don't see it uh in terms of like it looks like more like in an, like an like an, like like the eighty win team that i'm kind of used to, like not to speak mm-hmm. uh uh blasphemy but like i i just i'm at the point now where I love Tulo, but like y- I don't see how you look at Tulo and say like he's that guy anymore. I don't know how you look at Russ and say he's that guy anymore. Uh uh so that that worries me that especially when you got to jump like five or six teams to get to the wild card and go on a nice run. Uh but I mean for me just in terms of this series like it doesn't it just doesn't matter. It's its own festival of like Blue Jays. Like I recommend it to everyone. Like, if you're a Toronto fan and you're looking to go to a park and save up money and go somewhere, like, make it Seattle, especially, especially because the ballpark itself is just, they do it right. Like, there is there is there 50 kinds of beer, 30 kinds of wine, all the kinds of food. You're around a bunch of Blue Jays fans who are having a great time. So, I mean, my own personal beliefs of whether they're going to make it back to 500 or not, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: You have a little wager going about that, as I recall. I
2: do with uh, Mister uh, Mister Chris Thompson. Loser has to send the winner a, awesome. a box of goodies worth forty bucks. If uh, if the Jays make it back to five hundred, I got to send them a box to Toronto.
1: Well, I really hope that it happens out there in <laughs> Seattle, which is very possible. It
2: is. It is. It is.
0: Uh, what do you, I've never been to Seattle. What is your impression of the city as, uh, as a whole? Like, is it just kind of like low key Vancouver or is it nice or terrible? What's the deal yeah, with the, with Seattle?
2: Yeah, it's the, it's, it is, it's a bigger version of Vancouver and like very much like the style, the vibe, like, like laid back, like, uh, mom and pop shops are favored over big chains, that kind of stuff. Um, People are people tend to be nice that kind of stuff. Starbucks rules the world, um, but I mean Seattle. Seattle. Seattle's great. The, the let me. This has popped in my head. Can I share you a story? Can I share a story with you guys of being in a team? Of course. here for. I'll tell you my most. Uh, I won't say what kind of story it is. Okay, so I've got a few good stories. <laughs> so, so I. So truly, truly, Mariners fans for the most part are good. And what's crazy is BC people. Their second favorite team is always their. Uh, Mariners fans or whatever right so anyway so it's kind of bizarre to be the enemy in that like I go to safe I go to Mariners games all the time right so anyway so uh, this is like 2013 maybe 2012 Uh, Colby comes up to bat I'm wearing my Colby jersey right as I'm as I'm known to do and this guy about 10 rows back starts chirping me kind of the most original style with Colby sucks uh two nineteen average what is that blah blah like meanwhile, Kobe's got like twenty home runs more than one to five on the Mariners team, right, so I kind of turn around and look at him like, give me a break, right Colby next pitch absolutely crushes one, no doubt I stand up, I turn around, I spread my arms, I give him the like suck it like <laughs> contact with this kid just staring at him all of a sudden, my girl. Pulls on my arm, pulls on my arm, pulls on my arm. I turn around just in time to see the guy, center fielder, catch it at the warning track. I just slowly <laughs> sink in my feet and ignore this guy for the next three innings as he mocks me just nonstop. So well, that's the vibe there. Everyone's into it. And Mariners fans, too, I tell you, they, they, might like, they might not like it or whatever, but they get into it. They get into it, too. Anyway.
0: Well, that's fun. That's fun. That reminds me of when I went to a BC Lions game and I almost got beat up because I decided to cheer for the Alouettes for something to do, and I <laughs> and I realized that people give a shit about the CFL there. So yeah. it was that flippant choice of mine almost ended my poor life. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I want to talk about today, and I think that you're Dave is you're a good person to talk about it with because again, you you thrive on feelings. You're an emotional kind of guy, right? Melting down willy nilly. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson. Stone and I and, and I kind of sort of came to a bit of a realization today that I, I'm not smart enough to put into words how good Josh Donaldson is. Like I, I really struggle with it and, and and it's something that we're always being wondering like why don't we talk about Josh Donaldson more? Why can we not get it out? It's just we're just so lucky to watch him. I was out yesterday, and, and he came up in the ninth inning. And I said, "Josh Donaldson's about to hit a home run." And then Josh Donaldson hit a home run in the ninth inning against Oakland, and it was amazing. Um, and then I, it sort of dawned on me, like, why is it so difficult? I don't know. Are you, Dave? Would you say that you are in the sign him, extend him, keep him a Blue Jay forever camp? I mean, that feels like that's where you would live.
2: I'm. I'm not. You're not. I'm not. I okay so i would be totally fine i'd be totally fine with it like my my personal feelings on whatever i don't have a huge like uh if they did i'd be like okay good that's great like mvp caliber player you should lock those guys down i'm gonna come across as the most negative i just don't believe in the core that that the jays have now and that uh i mean he would be their biggest trade piece for this year for next year so i wouldn't mind if uh like see what you can do but i think someone like donaldson you would have to trade for a close a close to established young player do you know what i mean like we're not talking about double-a prospects but someone who's like performed in the big leagues looks functional is that crazy is that crazy to you guys
0: yeah yes
2: yeah yeah that's crazy (laughs)
0: I can't believe you just came on to this podcast and advocated trading Josh Donaldson. Okay, and you're so thinking say
2: this. like let maybe you, they could get someone who let me, just, who's... let me just let me just say this. So let's say let's say this year they okay. end up an 80 win, 78 win team, right? a year older, Tulowitzki like all these guys are a year older, right? Uh, like do you think their move is like believing in someone like Smoke reloading again and trying again with this team? No. I I think they're going to tweak it. I think they're going to do something
1: pretty similar. I mean, I think you'll see Biagini in the rotation, and hopefully they re-sign Estrada, and uh, I don't know. Why the hell not? So they're only a year older, those guys. I mean, I, when you were talking about not feeling great about you know Russell and, and Tulo uh, part of me was like, well, you, you don't see them on the field enough to feel great about them, That, that is, and that's obviously kind of the thing. But, well, but Tulo, uh, Tulo,
2: for the last, sorry, to interrupt, Tulo for the last two years yeah. is like mid-700s mid, mid 700s OPS, right? Like, I think we, that's why I'm like... Check out is, that
1: exit velocity. Check yeah. out that <laughs> exit velocity,
2: though. Yeah, what's
1: his, what's his, what's
0: <laughs> don't no don't don't check out the barrels. Don't I I was checking out the barrels oh, really? 2 days ago. I Jonah Birnbaum and I were talking about about Tulo and I came to the sad realization that Tulo right now is about is like a slightly less powerful version of Albert Pujols. He doesn't strike yeah. out at all anymore, but even like Tulo's uh, it's, I can't quite get my head around it. I was looking at his barrels and barrels per ball and play and barrels per plate appearance. And it's basically his barrels per, per ball and play is like half of what it was even last year. Mm-hmm. So God only knows what it was compared to when he was, you know, Troy to the whiskey. But right now, it, it, some of his batted ball stuff looks similar to like Daniel Murphy, who hits everything and is one of the best hitters in the National League. But it's like he... he. I just feel like right now the, the kind of... Uh, the batted ball, um, I'm trying to think of the word to use. Like, it's just not, he's just not hitting the, he's hitting everything. He's, and he's not striking out. And he's not really walking as much. But, but he his strikeout rate is like single digits this year, which is crazy. But uh, he's just not hitting the ball that hard. And his numbers are, aren't great. He, he had a couple good days in, in Oakland there. He had a couple doubles in, a, in the first two games of that series. But uh, it is a little worrisome. Uh, although it's obviously nice. Like he still plays such a beautiful shortstop. And even if he's, because he's not quite there, but uh, since he's been a Blue Jay, he's been about a league average hitter. League average hitter and a very good shortstop is fine. Now, I don't know if it's $21 million a year fine, but you you can't really complain about what you're getting out of him unless you are very much afraid that it's going to stop, which sounds like Dave, who I knew when I brought him on here, was going to be the most cynical guy around (laughs) and trying to trade half the team because that's his whole brand, uh, thinks that Troy Toulouski is on death's door. I think is what we can all draw from this.
2: Like, you yeah, like Stone. I'd be interested in hearing hearing what you said, like, because I interrupted you. But like, uh, like even league average is like like 2016. Yeah, like right at league average. But right now, I don't know. I don't know.
0: He's don't know. oh, he's definitely below yeah, average right now. Say again, I said oh, he's definitely below average right now. Like, he's not even 90% of league average right now. But He still got, you know, he had a big, long, nice streak in in last year. You know, his his year was bookended by terribleness, but it was really strong in the middle of the year. I have to, I want to believe that he's got another one of those in him. The fact that he's controlling the strike zone is encouraging. The fact that he's not having the same kind of like, uh, you know, batted ball dominance or however you want to say it uh, is, is discouraging, but... He's no, he's no Kevin Pillar, I guess. But then maybe he is. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no walks, no strikeouts, no power. He's Kevin Pillar, <laughs> defensive guru. Ugh,
1: that's terrifying.
0: Very much so. Well,
1: look, it's it, it's it's easy for someone who only you know has three home games in their backyard, <laughs> where it's a festival whether the team is garbage or not. It's easy to want to trade Josh Donaldson as opposed to someone who has to slog through every game, shitty or not, who's you know this year. Of of all the years, I've decided to pay for season tickets, uh, <laughs> which is a mistake, obviously. Um, I mean, I think it'll I think it'll get better. Uh, it almost it almost has no choice but to get better, or maybe it already has gotten better, and this is as good as it's gonna get. But yeah, I, I mean, just the the idea I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it feels that that the reality that faces the uh, the Shapiro and Atkin's front office. Uh, is that uh, is that I just don't think fans are going to take dealing Donaldson and, and trading everybody away and and being bad and closing up shop for a couple of years? Like I just I just think that's untenable for them, uh, especially because like the there may be light at the end of that tunnel, but there might not be jobs for them too. I mean, by the time they're you know the team starts to get good again, you're looking at uh, executives who've been here for like four, five, six years maybe. But at that point, I mean that's uh, I mean, they have to act in their own interest too. So, I mean, obviously, I think that's just kind of kind of what they've been doing is is uh, is what they're going to keep doing is, is continue to to build and not to blow prospects on trades and and to you know manage their draft picks and not give them away when they uh, sign guys in free agency and just keep trying to retool and you know what they like I I don't know they they're still fine they're, and and within this in this era of two wild cards. Uh, you know, a team that projects to, to you know, to be eighty-one and eighty-one doesn't have to overperform all that much to really be in the conversation. So, uh, well, it's it's a it's a, it's an era that's just built for mediocrity, and that that just is right up the Toronto Blue Jays in their fans' <laughs> alley.
0: That was what I was really hoping for. That's the positivity <laughs> <laughs> that I was hoping we could really get at. Um, I I don't know. I I think that they're. I'm okay if they if they make a... Like, there's the name that's come up a lot in the last couple of days that I've heard of the people talking about is Christian Yelich, of course. Uh, now, I, I would classify myself as a Christian Yelich stan, yeah. uh, and I have been for a long time. Uh, he's on a great... He has a great contract. He's a great player. He's really young. Uh, he would be a great fit in left field if you're the Blue Jays, but he's going to cost the whole world. So I guess that, that becomes... See, to me, that's a deal worth considering. Anybody but Vlad Guerrero going out like if people are talking what's this Bo Bichette or whatever, if the Marlins are like give us Bo Bouchette and some you know whatever what's that, Connor, Connor Reed Green. or whatever? Sean Connor, Reed.
1: Connor Green and Connor Green Chaudh- and
0: Chaudreen Chaudh- Foley. If that's yeah. if they want to talk of like that for Christian Yelich, I am ready to listen.
1: Well the name you're missing is Anthony Alford and, and how how long before he is our own Christian <laughs> Yelich, really?
0: Never. he's never going to be as good as christian yelich i just don't think that he will christian yelich was the the marlins drafted yelich he was a first baseman i think when in high school i mean that's on his baseball reference like the draft page some people will dispute that but uh he's a he can rake he's he's just such a hitter now maybe maybe that maybe anthony alfred could could get get there but Yelich is the kind of guy that hit everywhere. He hit at every level of the minor leagues, and they brought him up to the big leagues, and he hit, and he hit, and he hit. And then last year, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to hit the ball over the fence now," and he is a stud. And now he's he is, he's having he a cur-
1: yeah, he's currently not hitting quite as well as Ezekiel Carrera.
0: But who among us can expect
1: <laughs> that? Is that, right. is that true? Right.
0: But uh, like, if if yeah, Yelich <laughs> has no power this to- <laughs> year. Oh, <God. laughs> But I mean that's the kind of if if the Blue Jays are saying like we're not going to necessarily like trade away the future but we can you could do both right you could maybe say like we'll tr- again trade in some of this prospect capital not necessarily for guys who are um on the back end of the the dead end of their contract but somebody who has upside and is on a decent deal that that his current team it's basically you're just looking to fleece the Marlins fleecing the Marlins is a great way to to advance your cause, no matter who you are, every great team in baseball has has taken advantage of a Marlins fleecing at one time or another. Yeah,
1: that really that really worked well the last time the Jays did it
0: because they were actually fleeced by the Marlins. The last let me time let me
2: ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this: so, like, if that trade that you're talking about, Drew, so like, how much would this come mm-hmm. into your your mindset at all? Maybe not because it's a new kind of uh, era of a uh, Blue Jays farm system and stuff, but the fact that they haven't really in the last, like, 10, even, ugh, since, like, Wells and, and Rios been able to develop hitting prospects, does that make you more uh, willing to trade, uh, like, Bichette or or someone like Alford?
0: No, I, don't, I mean, I think that there's two... The new regime, you kind of have to wipe the slate clean a little bit. And, yes, the Blue Jays struggled to develop position players of their own, for a long time. I think Aaron Hill would probably be the last guy that you could say was like a homegrown Blue Jay.
1: I knew you were (laughs) going to bring up Aaron Hill. I love
0: Aaron Hill. Stone and I were talking about Aaron Hill last week. Uh, But like Aaron Hill, it was probably the last one. And then he was a guy where they were, they were drafting like what they thought were lower ceiling guys with high floors, right? They drafted three colleges, him and, and uh, Ross Adams, college shortstops, college players, all right in a row. They weren't. Yeah, they really
1: well, they had chances. those. They had those two, so they didn't draft that other guy when they picked Romero instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what well, they got, they got that guy in the so- end, right? So you know, it's all good. But uh, <laughs> I don't think that makes me uh, more in, more willing to trade a prospect. The fact that they're prospects makes me willing right. to trade prospects. The, just the other day, somebody we were talking about the Cliff Lee trade because Justin Smoke. Was in the Cliff Cliff Lee trade. And if you remember Mariners fans, Dave Cameron in particular was over the moon at the idea of getting Justin Smoke from the Rangers in that in a Cliff Lee deal. Um, and of course, Justin Smoke became you know the the best player in Blue Jays history. But it took a long time to get there. Um, and then some of the other names in that kind of era, the guys that were attached to Cliff Lee, was like, well, if there's no Matt Laporta in this trade, I can, or Brett Wallace, I can't see it getting done. Like. Trade all the prospects is what I'm saying. Trade every prospect that isn't someone like Vlad Guerrero who has a giant red like he's a star sign flashing over his head. Trade any of them, and and if you're going to get a player like Christian Yelich who's you know 25 and is has a you know he's he's too expensive for a team like the Marlins, but he's just right for a team like the Jays that have lots of money and have money coming off the books. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm here to tell everyone that I'm all in on trading for Christian Yelich, but I also think it's not like just a same old same old. You know, chasing chasing old glories. That there would be a positive move, and any prospect whose name is not Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think should be on the table in the case of a deal like that.
2: Yeah, I, well, I agree. My my favorite GM uh, of all time uh, has that mindset. Rest in peace, Alex Anthopoulos. Do you think historically Shapiro, <laughs> like, do you see him making those trades? Like, I, I haven't maybe dive deep enough but I don't see that and I get worried because he seems like a prospect hugger Uh, I mean I don't think
0: it's fair to compare the way things would have been in Cleveland to the way things are now and Stone and I have talked about this a million times and Dave if you listen to the podcast you'd know as well that uh that he, he he came here he came to Toronto because he had more resources so he has more flexibility to do things It's like when Andrew Friedman went to the Dodgers. He's not like he runs the Dodgers like the Rays. He runs the Dodgers like the fucking Dodgers, right? And because they have more money than God and they can do what they want, it doesn't mean they just piss it away and throw it away willy-nilly. But they make smart moves and they're able to take on salary. They're able to pay Justin Turner and and Kenley Jansen because they have the money. And those guys, that makes their team stronger rather than trying to replace them and, and do cheap stuff and just cycle guys through and I think that that's got to be the mindset of the Shapiro and Atkins when they come here, because it's not Cleveland. They have a huge base. They have a huge. Uh, they have everything. They just have more money, more resources, and more opportunities to focus on making the big league team better in the future and in the present, not sacrificing one for the other.
2: Fair enough. That's my answer. <laughs>
1: What's up, fam? You know, baseball season is around the corner, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every Blue Jays game. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There is nothing like seeing the best plays of the year in person. We've all been down to the games. It's uh, it's an incredible experience. With the Blue Jays, when they're great, uh, you want to be there. You want to be there in person. You want to be in the stands. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. You know, I have the app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I found to shop for tickets. I could be anywhere; just a few taps, I got my tickets to the game. It's uh, it's a tremendous thing, and it's not just the Blue Jays game. You know, you could go to Leafs games, you can go to concerts, comedy events, theater tickets, all sorts of stuff is on t- on SeatGeek. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop SeatGeek tickets with confidence, uh, and it'll just give you the most bang for your buck. Plus listeners to birds all day, just like last year, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. When you do that, you enter the promo code birds, B-I-R-D-S, birds. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. For real, $20. Holy shit. Do that shit. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code birds today.
0: So that's it. This is this has turned into me interview, getting interviewed. I'm, we're supposed to be asking Dave things. Uh, Dave, okay. One one more thing. I I, I will be uh, admit something embarrassing here. I've never been to a minor league baseball game. For people who only go to the Blue Jays games and are only used to going to sitting in a in a giant concrete toilet bowl in downtown Toronto, what is the experience like of going to watch the Vancouver Canadians? Because I think it sounds pretty amazing.
2: It is. There, some of their playoff games have been like my best baseball experiences of my of my life of like like you have four thousand people, five thousand people, but like a super packed, super intimate uh, uh, like er- like everything on the line. like you could tell the players are super into it and you're just like right there, right in the action. I mean, uh, so like the high intensity games are super fun. Uh, and then just like, going there, sitting in the sun uh, with your friends in the afternoon, knowing that these teenagers can hear you when you make fun of them. Um, they're more likely to they're more <laughs> likely to chirp back at you. And, like, the beer is $5. The burgers are cheap. Like, it's just a nice, like, laid-back picnic. Uh, I remember uh, about five or six years ago I was at a game, and it ended up, like, we're talking, like, 16th or 17th inning. And, uh... I'm one of, like, maybe 400 people in the stadium, and there's this kid who comes up to bat, and he's, like, he's 0 for 6, right? And I'm giving him a hard time, like, you haven't got a hit yet, blah, blah, blah. And he's listening me, ignoring me, ignoring me. And uh, he walks on, uh, on his at-bat, and I yell out, yeah, well, you're still hitless. And he looks at me and yells, yeah, and you're still ugly. And the entire stadium laughs at me as I put my head in my hand. So minor league park, you get that, like, uh, intimacy, I'll say.
0: In a minor league park, you get to get roasted by a teenager for embarrassing yourself by heckling a kid who's yeah. trying to live his dream. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Now, the stadium, uh, because it's in Vancouver, it's basically in, like, a suburban wasteland, right? Like, it's just, like, down a residential road. There's no actual signs of city or human life around you in any
2: way. Well, Is you're in true? Vancouver, so no matter what, you're looking at mountains and you're right near the ocean. But if you want to say suburban <laughs> laceland, sure.
0: Uh, and you said sitting in the sun, so that was one of the three or four minutes of the Vancouver summer that were represented by not rain. Uh, no, but I, I mean, I tease, but it, it it does sound really like wonderful. And, and um, did you ever go, who was uh, the, the, were they, Vancouver was like AAA affiliate for someone back in the day. Angels, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Right?
2: Ba- basically, basically what happened is they refused to upgrade their stadium or facilities and so they slowly went down from like triple a to double a to single a to low ball a so uh yeah that's where they're at now really same stadium it's It's been the same stadium since like oh wow 30s or 40s yeah well it's been it's been rebuilt it's always been called nat bailey park which started it's the guy who started white spot um, Nat Bailey uh, brought baseball to Vancouver mm. uh, in like the 40s or 50s, and then uh, uh, this it, it's the exact same park for sure since like at least the 70s. That's pretty great.
0: That's pretty great. All right, Stone, you got anything else? I think we might we we this is the second one we've done this week. We could probably wrap up. We got this. The, the Blue Jays have this big series against the Mariners, um, and and most of Vancouver and uh, almost all of like. Uh, Kelowna and places like that will be there. All like the weird, now Kelowna's far away from Vancouver. I yeah, they'll I'm be, showing there. My they'll ignorance be there. They'll be there Um, yeah, it's like, for, like exactly. a four hour drive, right? Oh, wow. Okay, so maybe I'm not ignorant. I actually know everything. Haha. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Uh, enjoy the games. If you're going, if you're if you are out on the west coast and you're listening to this, um, uh, please enjoy yourself, take care of yourself, have you know, respect the, the whiny babies from Seattle. Uh, they're not used to that kind of aggro so uh so so have a great time but don't don't rock the boat too much um and and hopefully the blue jays can slow down the red hot mariners and keep the uh the good vibes from may going uh i won't speak for stoughton but i can't believe it's come to this but also thank you dave so much for joining us this is this has been lovely lovely you bared with us through technology challenges and you uh, sacrificed your evening, so no Dave, problem. And always so
2: remember, much. the people in King's Court are actually paid actors.
0: The people, oh, not
1: really, really? really? Uh, <laughs> thought we had a scoop here. Yeah. The turkey
0: leg thing is amazing. Oh. I can't. You can't pretend the Mariners do a lot of things poorly, but they do so marketing so well, And the so interesting well.
2: thing, not to add on, because you're closing. But what's super interesting, and it'll be interesting to watch this weekend, is they have a lot. They've been doing more uh, campaigns and um, like giveaways and stuff when the Jays are in town to try to entice Mariners fans. Yeah, There's the last co- last couple of weekends there's been like 50,000 people because the Mariners fans are coming out because there's like like Elix giveaways and stuff like that.
1: There, uh, there has been a thing I I wrote a little bit about it this week about uh, the dynamic pricing in Seattle they've uh, they they they're really cashing in on all the Jays fans coming down I think <laughs> a lot of people are pissed off about it uh, it seems like seems like a fun fun little dimension to the to whatever the fuck the, the the back and forth is down there yeah. but no it does sounds it it like a fucking I'll amazing host you
2: guys team.
0: all right we'll be there I'll I'll come I'll come for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm not going to go to Vancouver.
0: <laughs> One of my best friends is moving back to Vancouver. So I'm, I'm <laughs> excited to, to head out. At some it's point. really expensive.
1: Flights, come on. It's because you're flying halfway
0: across the exactly. goddamn world. Huh. Terrible. Well, Dave, you got to come back to Vancouver, to Toronto. It's been a couple of years since. Sounds you good. Read, so I'll you I'll let you know when I'm out as
2: well. Out. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: All right. Uh, our pleasure. Yeah,
1: uh, Stoughton, you got anything else? You good? No, just don't don't ha- don't turn off your computer, Dave, because we got, our technology <laughs> okay. continues on okay. after the recording, which we're gonna we're still doing. We should have yeah.
0: pretend like you could just pretend like he's gone, and we give him like, oh yeah, see you later, Dave. Uh, I should, of course, say uh, is the uh, Stoughton is this one still like eligible? Or are we done with the thing? With we're re-
1: done with that thing. Yeah, okay, we got just- a new th- we got a new thing. I'm gonna drop in, but yeah, okay, we, perfect. we're perfect.
0: All right, yeah. so. All right, I'll just, like, you can annotate the shit out of that. All right, so thank you to Dave. Thank you, Stoughton, of course. You can find all of Stoughton's fine work at uh, BlueJaysNation.com, as well as The Athletic. Uh, Stoughton, what's your promo code for uh, The Athletic? Do you want to throw that out there?
1: I would if I had written it down, yeah. I totally would do that. No, I'm going to send it to to Patreon subscribers. Uh, I got a pretty good discount uh, promo code for Athletic subscriptions. Uh, everybody who's on Patreon, who's supported us on Patreon with that, will get that. Uh, and if you want to be a new Patreon subscriber, that'll I'll send that your way as well. Uh, I don't know if that is going to interest people, but uh, The Athletic has a lot of great uh, coverage, a lot of great writers of not just the Jays, uh, you know, John Lotts doing his stuff there, which is awesome, and I, I have the odd thing there as well. Uh, but the Leafs and the Raptors and everybody else as well, I mean, it's been, uh, uh, it's a pretty great roster of uh, of writers and contributors that they have there, so... Uh, I figured we should probably give people some sort of a, a reward for being such loyal and outstanding Patreon supporters of us uh, for these couple of years. So, right now that's all I got. But it, it's uh, I think it's a pretty good discount compared to what you would get uh, uh, if you just went to the website and signed up.
0: And of course, if you have uh, contributed to Birds All Day at Patreon at patreon.com slash uh we want to thank you. And, and thank you for, for supporting the things that you value and, and contributing to to the content that you want to want to hear, and that's what uh, that's what we want to make. So, if you have, of course, if you have any comments, if you have any feedback, if you have anything, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, there's a Birds All Day Facebook page. You can slide into our DMs over there, or uh, or hop in and, uh, and join, or start a discussion. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll post this episode up on the Birds All Day uh, Facebook page, and hopefully we'll get some chatter, and maybe we can uh, I don't know piss off Mariners fans together somehow. Both, like locally and across across the country. So for Stoughton and for Dave Burrows, my name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.